Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of 651 Sports Update. This is a pregame edition for Johnson football as they head into the state tournament on Friday at 4.30 p.m. at U.S. Bank Stadium as they face the Wilmer Cardinals. I wanted to uh, get people caught up on where Johnson is right now and how they got to where they're at. I caught up with Coach Boberg, and I will play the interview that I got with him. And I'm also going to replay the interview we did at Colop Restaurant at the beginning of the year back on November for I'm sorry uh, September 1st when we had Rance Jones, Demarion Nelson, Luke Moberg and Alex Tau as our guests and Eric and I talked to them about the season. We caught up with them after their first game against Central which was a loss uh 21 to 19 uh to Central. They discuss uh that game a little bit and what they expect this season. So let's get into that right now and here is the guys from Johnson Football. I'm Rance Jones. I play running back and right safety, and I'm a senior. I'm Demarion Nelson. I play running back and middle linebacker, and I'm a senior. I'm, I'm Luke Moberg. I'm a senior. I play wide receiver and uh, free safety. Um, I'm Alex. Um, I'm a senior, and I play corner and safety. All right. Now, you guys got some big media love the other day in the St. Paul Pioneer Press, uh, featured on the front page. Did you uh, happen to come across that or see that or anybody show it to you? Uh, yeah, my, uh, my little brother was looking at that, bragging about it a little <laughs> bit, so. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's great that the, the big paper came out and was covering your game against Central. Uh, we know the result didn't go exactly the way you wanted it to. But how did the uh, first game experience go overall? It was 21-19 21-19 Central, Central. So really close, tough game. Uh, how is it going um, with all of your build-up to this first game? And now that it's, it's in the books, what do you think? Um, well, we thought we prepared pretty well for the game. It was uh, definitely huge for us seniors because uh, we've had a huge lose streak to Central. Um, we were hoping to break it this year. but. Uh, didn't go as planned. They were able to capitalize on our mistakes, and we're just going to put it behind us and mm-hmm. look forward to the rest of the season. Now, is the uh, the build-up to uh, the Central game or any other game against uh, a St. Paul City team, is that different than somebody else in your district uh, that you're playing in your division? Um, yeah, I would say it's pretty different because, like, we haven't really beat them in a minute. So that was pretty, pretty like, we really wanted to win right. that game. Yeah. It's strange to have that. I think that's the only St. Paul City team you play this year. Uh, actually, as I looked at your schedule, I, I had to learn some things. But so it, there's so much riding on that first game emotionally. Right, yeah. But then you've got this, uh, you know, let me – is you what division are you in 
I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is the thing with football. There's I been believe such it's a the, change. the gold division, if I'm correct. Yeah, Twin Cities District Gold Division. So do you know who you play in that gold division, these, these non-St. Paul teams? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> Did Coach tell you who you play next week? Um, who is it? Mount View. Yeah. Is it Mount View? Mount West Tonka. Mount West Tonka, yeah. Mount West Tonka. Yeah, yeah. yeah some mountain thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't know much about those teams from some of these uh, out, outlying suburbs, so it, it's interesting when you have to play them and watch some film and get ready, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well, what are some of the – let's have all of you answer this question, pass it down. What do you enjoy about playing Johnson football? What's good about being a um, What I enjoy about it is the hard work that you have to put in every day. If you don't show up, then – there's consequences, and I like how you have to hold yourself accountable. Uh, we hit hard. I like that. I think <laughs> the most. Um, we have a, a gritty attitude at Johnson. Everybody is coming out to play. Everybody is uh, is bought in, and and like I said, we we hit hard. We make sure everybody knows that we're there, and um, they they feel us when we're there. You know, they don't they don't leave the game without knowing who they played. You know. I kind of agree with what Luke said because, like, we do hit hard, and like, I just love like all the hype we got and stuff, like, and how like the teamwork we got and the bond is just like it's just a good team to play for. I recommend it for uh, middle schoolers and stuff. I agree with <clears throat> I agree with both of them, um, but the main thing I like is like our family, our bond, all of that, and how all of our coaches are pretty much Johnson alumni. So, yeah, we got pretty big, they got pretty big expectations from us. Now, you guys are, are pretty big guys, a lot bigger than I am <laughs> sitting here. Um, so, you're saying you play more physical, so I take it uh, more of a smash mouth game. It's not too much spread them out and try to beat teams that way in offense. Right, right. So, stuff the middle on defense mm -hmm. and really make them pay for trying to run up the middle. Yeah, that's what <laughs> these two guys are for right here. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, guys, thanks for coming out. Uh, enjoy the, site, the season, and uh, we uh, will be sure to, to tell everybody how your season goes the rest of the year. Thank you so much. All right, everybody, Johnson football. Thanks again to uh, the captains from Johnson's football team. That was Rance Jones, Demarion Nelson, Luke Moberg, and Alex Tau. What I want to do is go into uh, where Johnson was in the sections and how they got to where we are today. In the first round of sections, they faced Hill Murray, which was a 28-0 win for Johnson. And in that game, Joey Molberg threw uh, for uh, 30 yards. It was a, a very uh, cold and windy day in that game. He had two interceptions. Thomas Heesh also came in, and he had 24 yards on one pass attempt, um, and they had a total of 54 yards in that game. The running game was a little different, though. Demarion Nelson had 149 yards rushing, and Rance Jones added 74 yards uh, himself. Uh, in total, the Governors had three touchdowns on the ground. That set up a game the following week against South St. Paul for the section title, and in that game, that was a 12-7 win for Johnson. Joey Moberg... Uh, did not throw for any touchdowns in that game, but uh, he did run for two touchdowns. He had 207 yards total, 
in that game. Demarion Nelson added another 96 to that total as well. Luke Moberg had uh, one catch for 13 yards. Um, their defense really uh, stepped up in that game. Rance Jones had 14 tackles in that victory. Your Johnson Governors are the Section 3 4A champions for the first time since 1981. They are headed to the state tournament in football. It's the first time any St. Paul school is headed for the state tournament in 37 years. So that set up a matchup with St. Anthony Village Huskies back on November 8th at Park Center High School. The Huskies got off to a great start scoring the first three touchdowns before Johnson got on the board. Now the uh, Huskies took advantage of a fumble recovery and ran that back for a touchdown uh, in the first quarter. And then the next two scores in the second quarter were from the Huskies. They were both uh, rushes, a 25-yard run and a 14-yard run uh, by the Huskies. But on that second touchdown in the third quarter, the two-point conversion was unsuccessful as Johnson's defense holds and denies the Huskies uh, that chance for a conversion. At the time, we weren't sure how important that play would be, but as the game rolled on, we figured out uh, how important that was. And with 32 seconds left in the half, we had a Joey Moberg to Luke Moberg, 45-yard uh, pass for a touchdown, and, and a two-point conversion by Joey Moberg uh, was successful. So that made the score 22-8, to heading to halftime. Coming out of half, you could tell the momentum was shifting in Johnson's favor. And in the third quarter, with two seconds left, uh, Demarion Nelson had a two-yard touchdown run, making it 22-14. to Joey Moberg's two-point conversion was a success, so that score was 22-16 heading into the fourth quarter. And there was only one score in the fourth quarter, and the most important one, it was a Joey Moberg to Luke Moberg, brother to brother, 30-yard pass for a touchdown. Luke Moberg made a great catch, juggled the ball just before he was able to get in the end zone and haul it in for a score. The two-point conversion was also good, and that was a Joey Moberg to Luke Moberg pass. And that was your final score, 24-22. to And that two-point conversion that was denied, in the second quarter, came back to bite uh, St. Anthony uh, in the end as that denied a uh, the game going into overtime. Joey Moberg was 5 of 8 passing with 118 yards and two touchdowns. Demarion Nelson had 99 yards rushing and one touchdown. Joey Moberg also added 82 yards in, in the rushing department as well. Luke Moberg had 113 yards receiving on four receptions, and Demarion Nelson also added 12 tackles on the defensive side. So that sets up your semifinal game as Johnson will face Wilmer at 4.30 p.m. on Friday at U.S. Bank Stadium. I was able to catch up with Coach Eric Moberg. We talked about the regular season, the sectional playoffs, and the quarterfinal game in the state tournament, and what to expect from Wilmer. We're joined by Coach Eric Moberg of Johnson Football. Coach, congratulations on your season first off. We'll talk about the game coming up. Um, but give us just a brief rundown on, on the regular season and uh, up to sections. Okay. Uh, the uh, This season kind of went back and forth. We, we start off a little bit slow. I, th I think the, the progression through the season is always the goal. 
when you start off, you always want to, wherever you at, wherever you start at, you want to just get better every week. And I think we did. Um, I, I think our first two games, we had opportunities that we let slip through our fingers. And then uh, as we progressed through the season, we had a little bump in the middle playing SMB and Providence, which they're fantastic teams. Mm-hmm. And we played we played tough defensively. Uh, we didn't get an opportunity to score. We're like, obviously, we'd want to. And then getting into uh, just finishing out the season strong and then jumping into the sections. And sections was a, it was a blast, you know, to, trying to figure out how, to, how that – progression works of getting better in there and still still uh, competing and uh, how many seasons have you been here at Johnson now this is my second season as a head coach I, I spent three years here prior to uh, I was a volunteer my first year helped out with the defense and then I was the D coordinator prior to taking the position all right and um, I read in one of the stories that you've uh, you were a youth coach too uh, in the area, um, working with the guys who are seniors now. You've been working with them pretty much since they were about 12 years old. Um, how important is that, and how has that helped you with the progression to seeing them going from from that young as youth up to where they're at right now? Uh, so I've been doing youth for the last 12 years. Uh, so I got a chance to the graduating group a couple of years back was actually the group that I started with at, okay. at, at youth. So I've been able. The, the group that came through here, I actually coached them as eight-year-olds and nine-year-olds all the way through the progression. Oh, so even further back. Yes, yep. So uh, this group, it's a, it's a special thing because you can actually build relationships with the kids. And that's, that's bottom line with this program is we're trying to build a football culture. And it all starts with relationships. It all starts with kids learning to trust you, you learning to trust kids. And so... It's been huge to be able to have those kids that are young, be able to see them progress, and then come into the program. And I think that's our lifeline. I think as St. Paul Sports, that's our lifeline. We have to be in the youth programs, and we have to create a excitement for the high school teams to continue to funnel kids into the public schools outside of, uh, there's a lot of them going to private schools. And I want to hold on to those kids, and I want to have the opportunity to coach them all the way through. Yeah, no, we, you had uh, let us talk to four of your players early on in the season, before the season started. And I think it was just after the Central game, um, which unfortunately for you was a, a really close game, uh, but it was a loss. Um, they talked about the importance of um, of building off of that loss. They really wanted to uh, beat Central their senior year. Um, but they also had a goal of knowing that it's a long season. Um, they wanted to get to sections and see what happened. Um, can you speak? It was uh, it was Luke, Alex, um, Rance, and I think Demarius was with us. Um, speak to us about their leadership this year and uh, the roles they played. Oh, they're fantastic young men, all four of them. They're captains here, and it's been a progression that um, as they've gone through, they've really every single year they've led. They've been they've been great leaders on and off the field. Um, it was at that time when it came to Central, it was it, every year that's one of our goals is to beat Central, beat the St. Paul teams. I love their rivalry. I love the, I love the history and the legacy between all the St. Paul teams. We, we only get a chance actually to play the Central team. Uh, it'd be nice. It sounds like next year we'll be, have a chance to play Highland and Como, which will be fantastic as well, right. and we'll come back to that rivalry that's been around for the last 20, 30 years. Right. Now, um, for those people that don't know, um, with the new district alignment, 
Um, the St. Paul schools don't get to play each other every year. So in each division, I think only has one or two schools in there. Um, but with the new alignment, do you have any rivalries that have kind of formed in the new division? Well, I think the ones that have existed in the past will come back. Uh, we have Como in our section. It will be Highland and it will be Central. Then us. Those are the four St. Paul schools. Okay. And then I think it's uh, Minneapolis North, Southwest, Henry, and maybe Washburn. I think those are the eight teams that we're going to be okay. that are going to be part of that section. So I, I just think it, it again it brings to light all the old history, all the right. old legacy, the the games of past and playing teams in the past. Yeah, it's a nice split between Minneapolis and St. Paul sure. as well. For sure. Um, now I want to talk about uh, sections. You had two games in sections. Your first one was against Hill Murray, uh, and your second one was against South St. Paul. Uh, what was it about those games that helped your team uh, get ready for the the state quarterfinal game last week? Well, both the teams are fantastic. Uh, they're they're there for a reason. Um, they they play good football. They play good schedules. They progress through that. Um, so when we when we played um, Hill Murray, we played them two three years ago, and they handed it to us. So we really had a, uh, a I guess we've been calling it the redemption tour. We we want to redeem those games. We want to have that opportunity again. So I think uh, I think our focus was was really um, just more keen, and that has carried us all the way through. So when we played Hill-Murray, we were able to execute our offense. We were able to offensively and defensively have some success. Again, they're a very strong team. And then jumping into South St. Paul, you know the legacy of South St. Paul. I mean, five, five straight. This would have been their fifth year that they would have been at the state tournament. So they've been there for the last four years. There's a reason that they've been there for the last four years. So. Uh, it, it's been uh, having that battle and having to come from behind, and it, it, I think what it does for the kids is it, it's really it's really created a determination, a resilience, a, a passion to be successful. And, and when you play good teams, you hope you respond in that way. So having the section in the section that we're in is always fantastic. They're always a top. There's two and at least one team in the top ten all the time. Right. All right, so let's talk about uh, your game last week against um, um, uh, St. Anthony Village. Uh, so the, the game starts off in their favor. Um, it was 22-0 before you got on the board. Um, but when they scored their last touchdown, they um, were not able to pull off the two-point conversion, which at the time, you know, if you think about it, you know, if you hear all these football experts and something like that happens, they say, well, that might come back to bite them, and it did yes. this time. Um, what were you thinking at that point? When they scored, and then when they missed that extra or the two point conversion, were you were you thinking that that was your your opening? I don't know. Uh, at that point, I, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about anything except correcting what we were doing wrong. Uh, we've been a team that has been very downhill defensively. We we attack. We come downhill. We're very gap sound. And as I watched on the sideline, we're not. We guys were jumping in wrong gaps. Uh, they have a player 15 I, I don't remember his name he was so shifty that our guys stopped doing what they did all year they were waiting for him to come mm-hmm. and try because he was so elusive guys stopped attacking so at that point when they scored uh, I was I was proud of the guys stepping up and stopping the two-point conversion but my mindset was we have to make corrections we have right. to make corrections we got to stop playing their game which, if you watch the whole first half, they dominated. They're a fantastic team. They had a great offensive line, great defensive line. They got great backs. I mean, they're, they, they put it all together in the first half. The thing that bothered me is everything we did all season, we walked away from. We, we, 
vacated. We just said, hey, we're, we're panicking. And so at that point, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about who scored, what the score. I was like, we have to just change and get back. Win, lose, or draw. I want to play fundamental football. I want to right. play our football. It, you hate to walk away from a game knowing that you didn't do what you've done all season. You, you stepped away from the stuff that we've taught. We watched film afterwards, and it was so hard to watch. Sure. We watched it as a team. The first half and the second half, and it was two different teams. And honestly, the second half... Uh, the, the change was just be gap sound, be responsible, play hard, stop waiting for the game to come to you. And our boys responded. So at that point, the first half, we've said all season, one play, one play, next play, next play. So I, I actually wanted to get that first half out of our minds, put it away. You know, they're a great team. There's no doubt about it, but we can play. So that was the goal at that point. It, in hindsight, it was fantastic that right. we stopped it. We talked about it. It was like unreal, unreal at that point. Making that stop was the game changer. But again, we, we said, even in film, one play. That one play changed the dynamic of either winning or losing or you know tying and going into overtime. One play. So it was, at the time you didn't see it, but afterwards in hindsight right. it was. Now, do uh, before you ended the first half in that game, I think with 32 seconds left, um, Joey Moberg threw his pass to Luke Moberg for a 45-yard score. That was a big play at the end of the, the half. Was that something, would you say, that that play sparked the second half? I, I think that feeds into it. And, and the great part about this team is that. They are a team. When we're successful, it's because the team was successful. It wasn't just two guys. And it wasn't what – I mean, we have – Demar and Nelson, which you watch him run, he's a tank. But he's successful when the team is successful. So what I felt like that moment, it was a spark for the team. It was the team saying, hey, we're not dead yet. We're, we're, we are going to continue in battle. So uh, it, it was, I think, for everybody, it was something that you could say, all right, we, we are now settling into the game. And now we have the second half to, to play the game we want to play. And Defensively, that's what ended up happening, and offensively, the the boys responded. Yeah, you had both both sides of the balls respond. Yeah, uh, very emotional win, twenty four twenty two. So, your story continues this year. Um, you play Wilmer, and what do you know about Wilmer? Uh, they're actually a lot like us. Uh, they're they're not overly big, uh, but they're fast. They're aggressive. They got a fantastic quarterback. 6'3", 185 pounds. He's got a cannon for an arm. We actually, after our game, we went up to Monticello and we actually watched um, Wilmer play uh, Hermantown. Okay. So we were able to evaluate how big, how fast. They're scrappy. Uh, they have a great running back. He can flat out fly. Um, I, I like the matchup just because of the fact that it, it they're a speed team. They're up-tempo. They have no huddle. That offense and our strength all along has been our defense. So it's really, I feel like it's a, it's a battle of a really high-powered offense against a, a really um, aggressive, fast defense. So I, I look forward to it. I think, I think it's going to be a war. I think it's going right. to be guys just battling, and, and it's going to be fun to watch. Now, um, you went to go to watch that game. Were you able to get any tape to, to watch uh, throughout the week as well? Yes, as part of the, uh, as part of the progression into the games, both both teams get to pick two films from the season. So they pick two films, we pick two films of theirs, and then we do a film share. So we're able to look at what they do and how they do what they do, and then prepare. And, sure. and we, we spent a lot of time studying, a lot of time trying to break down. Uh, one thing that we, they like to pass the ball. We have five 
senior D-backs that have been playing together for a long time since a lot of them, um, they, they played youth ball together or against each other. So they know their dynamic. And, right. and that's one thing I do like is I like that we have guys who can who understand the defense. And all of these guys have played the same defense that when I was the DC, when they're ninth graders, they've been playing this defense for four years. So it's been a, it's been something that they don't have to learn. It's just second nature. And our defensive back coach Jordan LaRoche is second to none. He he is tenacious and he has trained these guys to where they need to go. So I, I like that battle. They like to throw. I think we have an answer. They like to run. I think we have an answer. So. Uh, I look forward to the game. It's going to be fun. Wilmer is flat out amazing. You can see their offense right. are amazing. So it'll, it'll be fun. Yeah, I think you said that you do mirror each other quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, their leading rusher is their quarterback as well, you know, yeah. just like you. And their next running back, I think uh, the yardage is pretty much the same. So yeah. um, so November football, so November practices, some schedules have to be juggled, but it's a good problem to have, don't you think? Oh, thank, it, it, for sure it is. We We had our first practice outside in November and it was snowing big huge flakes and one of the captains turned to me and that's what he said he was like coach November practice when was the last time I did that <laughs> and that's what it was we all laughed and we and it was a great day everybody it was cold but no one it didn't seem to bother people because there's snow on the ground and we're playing in November and we haven't had that opportunity it's it's truly a blessing and guys see it that way and to to be able to play in November is amazing all right now, Coach. All right, so you're the first team since 1981 um, from the city of St. Paul, and the last team to do it was Johnson. So, uh, congratulations on making it this far, and we look forward to uh, seeing the outcome of the game. Thank you very much. This is fantastic. And thanks again to Coach Moberg for uh, joining us and allowing me to come in and interview him. And thanks again for to his four captains for joining us back in September at Colop Restaurant. Good luck to the Governors on Friday, and. We want to thank you for listening to the special pregame edition of 651 Sports Update to get you ready for Johnson's game at 4.30 at U.S. Bank Stadium in the state quarter uh, semifinals, that is. We want to also remind you that coming up this Saturday at 10 a.m. on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul, we will be live once again from Colop Restaurant. Joining us will be more student-athletes from St. Paul talking about the winter sports season as we are getting ready to start that up. Actually, some of them have started already. Hockey, uh, girls hockey is well underway. Thanks for listening. We will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to 651 Sports Update on Anchor.fm. Did you know there's another way to help support this podcast? Just go to anchor.fm slash 651 sports hyphen update and click the support this podcast button. Your donation will help keep this podcast going and help maintain 651sports.com.
This is an in-kind donation to 651 Sports and not WFNU, Frogtown Community Radio. Thank you.